0: and blessings. Welcome to another episode of Maintain Your Islamic Identity and Still Be a Boss Muslim Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Halima de Oliveira of BUNHD. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Bayan Jandi, co-founder of Zina, a modest clothing fashion brand. Women often appear to suffer from the misconception that to be successful in business or accepted in society, they have to diminish or denounce their faith or beliefs. As a business coach, I have encountered women cross-culturally who face internal conflict regarding their religious identity, maintaining their family roles and being their most authentic selves. I developed this podcast to help guide them back to reclaiming their faith, better define their Islamic roles so they can own their identity, live their absolute best life and be a powerhouse in business. Assalamu alaykum, Sister Bayan, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. So um, if you could introduce yourself to our listeners and also introduce your business. Sure. Um, So I am
1: Bayan Jondi. I am the co-founder of SimplyZena.com. It is an American modest fashion brand. Um, My sister and I started it about seven years ago. So we sell all kinds of modest clothing.
0: I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. That's awesome. I actually, so I'm gonna tell you. So you don't know this, but the very first time that I was introduced to your brand was at Hijab Fest. I believe it was three years ago. It might have been two or three years ago. And I don't know if you still have it on your website. I believe you do. It's like this green button-down front uh, dress. It's like this, um, and it's this button-down. I think it comes in another color too. I think it comes in like royal blue. I fell in love with that. And ever since then, I've been following your brand. So that's what made me um, connect with you. I love your clothes. Um, I'm very, I was a tomboy when I was younger. So like the abayas and all that stuff. Was not working for you. no. (laughs) Climbing trees and an abaya was just not going to work. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm good with like, you know, the knee length, you know, slightly above the knee. I'm good to go um, with those um, styles. So I certainly love your brand. Um, I purchased a few of your hijabs and I'm so in love with them. So whoever's listening, if you have not taken a look at their website, it's simply zena.com. I mean, go and grab me something. Um, their hijabs are absolutely awesome. So, And then the, and you have different sizes, too. We do. So that's and we what add- I like, too.
1: We do. And we actually added um, plus sizes this year. So we're oh, working whoa. on adding more and more for more women that are looking for modest clothes. And it's hard to find.
0: I love it. I love it. Love it. Yeah. And you know what I love too? I love that, um, you know, it's modest clothes and, you know, of course, you know, as a Muslima and both of us are Muslimas, of course, we're always looking for modest clothing, but what about, you know, that woman that is religious, but she's not necessarily Muslim. You guys offer that alternative for her as well. So I really, I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. We really
1: through our business, you know, we live in a society that's inclusive. That We are, you know, um, from all walks of life, and we really hope that our company represents that also.
0: You know what? Um, We are like that, too. So even though this says, you know, hey, um, you know, boss Muslima, preneur, and all that kind of stuff, um, we believe in diversity and inclusion as well. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, we, we can't be the amazing Muslimas that we are. Um, you know, if, you know, we, we're not supporting our friends, that's a part of being an amazing right. or boss Muslima
1: Yes, is, you know, yeah.
0: being, you know, that amazing friend to your friend, whether she or is Muslim or not. And, you know, just being this amazing person, just in society and make an amazing contribution. So I really love that. Oh, um, so you got it. So, um, uh, one of the questions here, so let me just go over here to your um your list of questions my dear Mm -hmm. so i really wanted to hit like um september we've deemed uh self-care september and so what i wanted to do is is i wanted to weave you know business of course fashion you know this is all that encompasses a boss muslima and Mm -hmm. and also um self-care so the questions will Will kind of interweave that way so what made you and your sister get into fashion was there a particular point that you were like oh I want to be in fashion all right let's go way back <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so you
1: had mentioned abaya right and yes. you know it think a long time ago a lot of people were into the abaya and I think at that point in our lives, we knew that that did not represent us, and it did not represent who we were. And when I walk out into the world, I really feel that my clothes represents my personality, expresses my personality, and expresses who I am. And so we started to make our own clothes. We started to have someone sew them for us. We started sketching and designing. And as we made our own clothes, our friends and family were like, hey, we want one too. And then so we'd be like, well, I want one and I want one. And so then we were (laughs) real into it. And then we thought to ourselves, okay, it looks like everybody else wants this too. Nice. And so that's when we took the plunge and decided to start the business and start designing for ourselves and for everybody else all at the same time. Um, Nice. I really think it's important as Muslim women that we're not, um, you know, that we don't get held back in fashion or in anything else, just because we wear a hijab, I actually think it should be a plus to everything we do, not a minus, you know, and, and I think that is where, that, that's the main reason why we got into fashion.
0: I love it. And I'll just, uh, you know, kind of add my two cents in here is that, you know, everything that I've done, you know, I'm, I love social media in that you can chronicle, especially Instagram. You can chronicle your day and chronicle the places that you've been because the, there were two major people that I wanted to meet and just ask you know, them questions because I have been following them for years. And one of them was Eric Thomas and the other, he's a motivational speaker. And the other one was Lisa Nichols, also a motivational speaker. And how I chronicled that is I wore this hot pink hijab, the hottest pink that you could, you could find. And I took a picture next to them. And of course it was because I wanted to meet them, but it was also to chronicle that as a hijabi, I too can't have dreams. I too, you know, you do have aspirations and so can you, and you can do them in your hijab. Yeah. You don't have to forego your hijab. Yeah. to be this boss woman to be this amazing woman meet these superstars i actually met todd from um atlanta housewives uh-huh. i don't even watch this show i'll be honest <laughs> i don't even watch this show but like we, you know we happened upon his restaurant and i was like i totally need like some mac and cheese and we go in and he's unloading the truck so my two girlfriends who are not Muslim, um, they sat down. And they were like, oh, we should totally meet him. I'm like, yeah, we totally should. So they leave the hijabi to go over and <laughs> and, and and ask him if he'll uh, come over and take a picture take a with picture. us. So I did it. It's fine. So, That's but, great. you know, just another thing to just say, hey, I, you know, we too can. And, and I'm doing it as a hijabi. I don't have to forego that. So pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. So this will probably be like the toughest question. Uh, that I'll ask, mm-hmm. and is it? Do you face challenges serving the Muslim and the non-Muslim community in fashion? And we talked a little bit earlier about this. You serve both. Do you face any issues with that? Um, you know, many of uh, the listeners that I encounter. So the whole BU and HD camp is about being your best self, and sometimes you know uh you know we're not comfortable in our hijab and so some of the listeners are at crossroads and and don't know whether they should choose one over the other so they don't know what should i should i you know wear my hijab should i forego it you know that kind of thing so what are some of the challenges you face
1: okay so i will say that there are challenges but i honestly look at them as opportunities and i'm not Mm -hmm. just saying that i think when i first started i saw them as challenges and oh my god how are we going to get through this And now I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity. This is where you get to be creative. And so, you know, a lot of times you do. You have to be quick on your feet and a little more creative than the next person when you are in hijab to make sure you navigate new territory. Um, So I always say it's how you approach the situation. Um, We definitely cater to both. And I've learned that over the years that... You know, we can't just say modesty is for a person who wears a scarf. Modest, you can be modest whether you wear a scarf or not. And you can take a piece of clothing and cater it to 10 different people depending on how they want to wear it. It's not for me to judge. It's not for me to decide. It's what that customer, what that person wants to look like or represent themselves. And that's what I'm doing. Um, so before I used to think a lot about it, and now it 's more about no i 'm going to create this shirt, you can wear it modestly, you can wear it any way you would like to wear it. Um, and so I think that 's how I look at it now.
0: I can totally attest to that, just going back to the green top. Um, that green top comes with a belt i 've never worn the belt yeah that 's just my just my preference. But I've tried it as a necklace. I've, I've done it as a, like a wrist, and then I have put like pearls over it. So I've jazzed it up a little bit, but I've never worn it as a belt. And that's just my, my, my preference. So, um, you know, I actually had a young lady. Um, she had a, a question, and one of her questions was, you know, Halima, will you ever have an episode where you ask someone, is it okay for me to put a belt with this outfit? And, and basically, it's a young lady. She has a, a clothing line, very similar to yours where right now she's not necessarily catering to the Muslim woman. When you see her in pictures, she's fully dressed, but she doesn't necessarily model her own clothes because she dressed modestly and then the clothes are kind of on that border. So her question was, you know, well, can I put a belt with this, bio, or can I do this? And you know, what's, what's your answer to to that young lady? What's, what's your answer to her?
1: My answer to her is I believe the way you dress is very personal. I don't think we as women or as Muslims should dictate anymore what people should or should not be doing. People need to understand their religion and what they believe in their religion and what they believe is how they should dress. So I would say when I was younger, it was different. When when I'm a little older, it's different. It changes over the years, right? If you think of yourself from when you were younger until now, Things change along the way. What those reasons are, people can pinpoint to different things. So for the young lady, I would tell her, what are you comfortable in? You know, could you stand in front of God and say, this is okay? If that's mm-hmm. your litmus test, what's your litmus test, you know? Gotcha, yeah. Um, I, have, I have my own personal litmus test, right? I, I, think it's, I think modesty, to me, has become very personal. And I think people need to decide that on their own, what they're comfortable in.
0: I really like that um, because, you know, I will tell you, you know, I, I was born Muslim. So for me, I've gone through, I mean, if you look at pictures of me when I was younger, I mean, full Fulabaya, like... You know, nothing. Everything was baggy. It was just like, oh, where where is your body? Like, where are you? Right? Yeah. And then you know, I went through a phase where I wore a turban. I went through the whole like Nefertiti. I wore Nefertiti earrings. That I wore the turban. I went through all of that. And then you know, I came back to you know, kind of like this middle road where you know my clothes are loose fitting. You know, to the knees and and that kind of thing. And that's where I am right now. And you know, if I go to the mosque, it's an abaya or it's a you know a longer dress or something like that, but that's where I'm comfortable. And, you know, I teach a lot of workshops and when I go to those workshops, i let the ladies know right away. This is where I am with, you know, where I am. Don't, you know, I I don't want you to take this as, you know, kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, the gospel, like don't take it as, Hey, go follow Halima. No, do it according to what you think. It's like, you know, people ask me all the time, what mosque do you go to? And I don't give that up either because that's personal as well. You know, I go to mosque A because I am comfortable there and I feel like I I get the message that, you know, God, you know, Allah has for me. And so, you know, that's where I want to go and that's where I want to go to receive the message. So I always say to people, hey, do, you know, go to a whole bunch of different places, try a whole bunch of different things and then do what. What suits you best? And what I you love it. what
1: you're saying right now, yeah, that's right on point. You know, I think it's, I think it's up to each person to make that decision. You're an adult, and you know, just figure out what works in your life. I don't know what you do for a living. I don't know what your background is. I don't know any of that. And yes. so, to tell you belt or no belt or that, and and you know what? At the end of the day, if you put God first, that's really what matters, right? And so, right. Focus on that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. It's not what you wear. Is it, that's not what it is. It's what what you pray, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 what you you put into practice. Totally. Yeah. Totally with you. Yeah. Okay. Um. So um. Here's another question. Similar yeah. lines is how and where do you draw the line between modesty and fashion? So again, with this, you know, alluding to the belt, or you know, just alluding to you know modesty and fashion. I love bright colors. So that's kind of where that question came from. And most most of us women do, like bright yeah. colors, all that kind of stuff. So how do you draw the line? I think this is a great question.
1: On a business level, I'll tell you that I leave it up to the customer. Um, I will let you know that my customers will, you know, they know what colors they're looking for. And that is what I end up ordering or making something in because that's what they love. On a personal level, that's really different. And I think, like I told you before, it's, it's, changed over the years Um, but I will tell you that for me personally modesty becomes before fashion but I will play around with an outfit forever until I get it to be both if I want to wear something I'm going to wear it I'm just going to figure out how to wear it modestly and make sure that it looks nice.
0: Nice. Nice. I love it. I love putting together, like I've seen you guys put together like uh, patterns and like the flowers. I'm actually going to try it on Sunday. I'll oh, be perfect. at Hijab Fest on Sunday. So I'm going to totally try it. So I'll be wearing one of your hijabs. So. Oh, that's wonderful. You, you guys be sure to give me the thumbs up when I, when t- I wear it. <laughs> <laughs> it will be my first time trying um, like a pattern and uh, like a flower print together. So we'll we'll uh. see what happens. <laughs> oh,
1: that's i like it you're stepping out of your zone i like that
0: i totally am i totally am i never used to wear black and now because of like you know speaking you know black is kind of like you know one of those swimming yes. things you can take a picture and, and it'll always come out right but mm-hmm. i always wear a hijab or a shoe that has a pop of color just to, to bring it out but the black just seems Seems to work, just you know, for speaking. Maybe it'll yeah. change later. I don't know, but that's where I am now.
1: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, thank
0: you. So here, so what are three tips you would give an aspiring Muslima in fashion?
1: I would the three tips. So I would mm-hmm. say be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when you had asked me the question before, where do you draw the line? I think a lot of people overthink things. You know, if there's something you want to do, go out and do it. Okay? Just mm-hmm. be true to yourself. There are so many things you can do in the fashion industry. I think we just think of ourselves as just design, owning a business, all these other. There are so many factors that go into runway shows, you know, production, running a business all of these things that you can be a part of fashion it does there's so many things you can do and just navigate it one step at a time but if you're going to do any of it the first thing i would tell you to do is be true to yourself don't get lost in the hype
0: Mm, nice absolutely um you know a same thing with you know my business like you know, it, I, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is I'm sure you have competition all around you. I'm sure you have people mm-hmm. popping up left and right, you know, similar styles, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the first thing is, is you start to look at it and then you have to remind yourself, reel it in. Because why did you start your business? Why exactly. did you start, you know, um, you know, Simply Zena? Why did you, you start it? And then you go back to that main focus and you just continue to dominate in your lane. You know, yeah. you, you could try to do something that another company is doing and totally fail at it because that's not what your client expects of you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah totally yeah, agree.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Love it. Very true.
1: The second one I would tell, I would, my advice would be is that you work hard. It's, mm. You know, I think a lot of people, when they start things, they kind of dabble a little bit into it. And that's fine if you're trying to figure it out. But once you're in it, you really need to work hard. Put all of your energy into it. Um, mm-hmm. And so that would be my second piece of advice. My second tip would be whatever you're going to do, just work really hard at it. There, and like you said, there's always someone popping up. There's always competition. And mm-hmm. so you have to stay on your toes and you have to work really hard. Nice. Nice. And last but not least, the third tip I would um, share is don 't be afraid to fail mm-hmm. because you will, but you 'll learn from it i don 't know anyone that' started a business or anyone that 's gone into any kind of career that hasn 't failed it, something in that in their in their field in their area, but they mm-hmm. learn from it, and so I think a lot of times what holds us back is this fear of failure mm-hmm. at, but it's better to take the risk and better to try than to never have tried at all. And so I would tell people that, you know, really go into it. You're going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen. It's how you handle those mistakes. Mm. It's not whether or not you
0: make them. Got it. Can you elaborate a little bit on what you just said about, um, you know, you're going to make mistakes, elaborate a little bit more on, you know, uh, what that takes, you know, for me, it 's forgiving myself and forgiving myself each time you know I make a mistake, and then of course, what you just said, learning from it and just saying, okay, what were you supposed to learn from that? what will you not do again, and then what were you supposed to learn from that sometimes it's oh you were too hasty on that one, halima or you know something like that, so talk to mm-hmm. me a little bit about you know you're going to make mistakes so um,
1: let me think of more specifics so you're going to make mistakes so When I started the business, right, I mean, till this day, you always have roadblocks and there are always things that happen. So, for example, you know, um, an issue came up with a customer and I should have handled it a different way than what I did. Um, It's a mistake. I learned from it. So the next time I have an issue, someone has an issue with their packaging, this is how we're going to deal with it, A, B, C, and D. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move on. I'm not going to stay upset for too long. And I'm not going to beat myself up too much about it. And maybe one day I can look back and start laughing at what I did. Right? But that the next time this happens, that the next person that walks in my door, it's handled. They're taken care of. There's no mistake made there.
0: Absolutely. I think sometimes it does. It does. I think sometimes we can take it personal because our business is our baby. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can take it personal, like, Oh no, you know, what do you mean you want to return it? Or what do you mean? You didn't like the service, that kind of thing. I know, I know I did in the beginning. I was like, I remember getting um, like a comment. It was, it was like a comment and and it was so like to the left. I was like, why are you, (laughs) are you beating me up like i only mean well and you know yeah. it's it's one in thousands you know uh, one yeah. in thousands of people you know that may not necessarily agree but when you and looked at her comment what could i take positive from that there was an opportunity with that maybe i was wording yeah. things maybe i could change the wording and that's all yeah. of this
1: and Helena, that also brings up like not everyone's going to like you and that's okay mm. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. And not everyone's going, you know what I mean? And I don't mean you personally. I mean, no, no, no. in general, when you start something, when you are doing something, not everyone's going to like you. And that's okay. Everybody has their opinions, their personalities. But it's how I handle myself that I'm responsible for and how I, like you said, how I soak in that information. Mm. And you, you can always take things you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So when you soak it in, you can make it into something positive. I think sometimes it takes a minute to learn that. And I think in the beginning, you know, it took a minute to learn that it's not that serious at the end of the day. And Mm -hmm. if you can get through it and fix the situation, it's, it's going to be even better the next time. And then you can move on to bigger and
0: better things. Absolutely. I think that was, I think that's one of the first lessons that if you're paying attention that you actually learn in business is to not take everything so personal and not to take everything so seriously and to have like this, this in almost immediate bounce back, almost like, okay, that happened. What did I learn? And, and immediately go into that. I think, you know, that that's what you're alluding to is that immediately go into that. Hey, this is the bounce back. So what did I learn from this? What won't I do uh, going forward? And like you said before, how do I, how do we as a business, how do we handle issues like this or concerns like this when they come up again? And then it's no longer in, in, you know, a concern. And then you move on to the next great thing that you create for your business. Like, let's get back to business. Really? Exactly. (laughs) Let's get back to being boss Muslimas. Like let's go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. True. So you said yeah. I on. Yes. Like you yes. know, I just think about you know the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He smiled. He was going through all kinds of turmoil, but he smiled. He didn't worry about you know what was going on to his right or to his left. He just worried about him, and then he just moved on. So yes. here's my here's my final question. So mm-hmm. this is a, a BUnHD question. So. What does it mean to be you in HD? What does it mean to be you in high definition? So, for me, it means
1: working hard, enjoying moments with friends and family, and encouraging others to find what makes them happy.
0: I love it. That's like the premise of being in HD. It's like, you know, just being your absolute best self and 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 just living your absolute best life like you know the you know in islam it said you know life goes by in a blink of an eye you know why waste time why waste time unhappy for for one moment and that just leads to the quote of the week that we have and it says life is too short the world is too big and god's love is too great to live ordinary and that is by Christine Kane. It's, it's one beautiful. of my favorite quotes. Yeah, I'm going to like say it, it one more time. Yeah, thank you. You can, you can have it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> want it. <laughs> like hanging above your desk or something like that. <laughs> That's a great quote. Awesome. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take us out of here, Van. Um, um, okay. Unless you have anything that you want to add, um, you know, go ahead and let them know where they can find you. Uh, you know, if they want to uh, tag you on Instagram, if they want to see what you guys have going on, go ahead and give them your Instagram handle and your, uh, your, um, your address, your web address.
1: Okay. So you can find us on Simply Zena LLC on Instagram. And our web address is Simply zeen Come check us out
0: absolutely please go check her out i'm telling you like if you guys saw my hijab from last week it was rocking i have not revealed my hijab for this week just yet but you guys are gonna love it too this one i like too it has a dash of b-u-n-h-d pink in it Oh, (laughs) yes mashallah (laughs) okay so i'm gonna take us on out of here and go ahead with the outro and we will be good to go thanks for having me thank you this has been another spectacular episode of Maintain Your Islamic Identity and Still Be a Boss Entrepreneur. It is our hope here at BUNHD that after each podcast, you will be empowered to have a deeper connection in your spirituality, personal, and business relationships. As women of faith, we have a responsibility to learn our religion, apply it to our daily lives, and to make a positive contribution in our local and global community. My insup- inspirational quote of the week is by Christine Kane life is too short, the world is too big, and God's love is too great to live ordinary. Have an amazing week.